according to Greek philosopher Aristotle, the essence of life is to serve others and to do good. And according to the website happiness.com, volunteering freely of your time to help others has huge benefits for the volunteer in that it builds your confidence, self-esteem, and sense of connectedness. It is apparently also good for physical health. On reading this, I was reminded of a lovely article by Adam Mitzuk that appeared in the Jewish Report two months back, where he recounts his meaningful experience of volunteering at the Harvest Project and Blessing School in Brackburn. Adam joins me now to tell me more. Adam, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Cherise. Thank you for having me. Adam, I was particularly struck by your article at the time because it was so incredibly beautifully written. And I think you encapsulate the advantages of um of volunteering and also highlighting the fact that there's so much that we as ordinary South Africans can do to help others not only benefit them but also benefit ourselves. Uh, yes, that's uh, that, that's correct. Um, I, I really did enjoy the, the volunteering I was doing there in Brackpan. I think it came as a bit of a surprise. I basically had no reason to go there other than the fact that i Got, I got the opportunity to, and I think uh, I'm, I'm very glad that I got that opportunity. Uh, obviously, it was only two days, but I, I really felt that the experience kind of grew, grew me as a person. And I, I would recommend that, you know, those who can are, are those most capable of doing for others who can't. So, so let's talk through it, Adam. You were invited by your, was it your nephew or your niece to go uh, to my the Brackham Centre? <laughs> Your cousin, right? You 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 were asked to chaperone, as it were, somebody. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. He's uh, he's slightly um, under. He was he's a high schooler, so uh, my aunt asked me just to to go with him. And because I I'm usually free during the week or my schedule isn't too hectic, yeah, it was a good opportunity to go with. I had no idea what was what I was to expect there, but um, I I'm glad I went. I'm very glad I went. And then let, let's talk us through. You went to the Brackpan Harvest Centre, the um, Yakima Wainers Harvest Centre, and you passed, as, as we all do on the way there, Plastic City. Did you think anything about it when you passed Plastic City? I, I thought we'd, honestly, I thought we'd either we'd taken a wrong turn or that we'd gone into some kind of crazy nonsense so that we should have probably taken turn back because no, I, we're just following Google maps and I was expecting just to arrive in the city center and, and make, make it from there, not to go through this kind of huge shanty town that it, it, it is, it's really shocking to, to see the kind of, you, you arrive there and there's all these piles of like litter, they were like burning tires. And then there, there are people living in those shacks, in shacks, a little, um, yeah, kind of barely just little stick dwellings uh, in the middle of that and very eye-opening and then obviously that links quite um, strongly to to the children who are staying there at the shul uh, with the harvest project and um, a lot of them come from that area so and, and, and let's be honest the average South African looks at a place like that and goes oh, oh my you know, what comes out of that? You know, is that where the crime is coming from? Is that where, da, 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 da. But the reality is it's not. Those are not, that is not mm. actually where crime is coming from. Those are people who find themselves in difficult circumstances by virtue of the fact that they don't carry papers. Yeah, no, it's, it's I'm, I imagine it's only the most desperate and the most desolate uh, 
um, of people who end up living in situations like that. But I mean, those the, are the people who precisely need our help. Exactly. That's exactly it. Those are the ones that need our help and not need to be scorned, but they often become scapegoats also for, you know, our lack of ability as South Africans to provide. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, I mean, those are, those people tend to end up as your kind of your recycling carrying people. And yeah, they, they just look down by everyone because they tend to be immigrants. They tend to be from foreign countries and then just look down upon. So I, I, I do, I do see that. I do see that. Yeah. Okay. So Lynn, carrying on, you, you went to the Brackpan Shul. What did you find? What did we find? The shul is is intact. It's actually still quite beautiful to, to look at from from the street. It's, it's still it's still a monument in in the in the center of Brackpan town, but um, like all the grounds of the shul, especially the garden directly surrounding the shul, this like little bit of property that has been that has been quite transformed. The the gardens itself have now turned into more of a and more of a kind of um, uh, vegetable garden rather than a just a purely decorative garden. Um, that's obviously very tied in with the whole concept of the Harvest Project to teach people how to feed for themselves and to grow their own crops. Um, uh, there are containers that are used as classes for the children that are part of the Blessings School. Is it a school or academy that? That's what has, what is now the main infrastructure really in the shul. The shul is a monument to the community. It's preserved more as a museum, but the building, either the the extra rooms in the shul and the gardens around it is really now where the action is taking place. That's really the purpose of the shul at this point. And then you as a volunteer, what did you actually do there? Uh, we kind of had to play it by ear. I mean, it was my aunt who made contacts, my mom who got us there the first day, and we started discussing, trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And they got us doing different things. They wanted us to interact with the kids. I think it was very important for us to interact with the kids there. Um, but they also wanted us to just do a bit of work in the garden that you that either the teachers couldn't do uh, or... Um, you know, the kids obviously would be able to do. And we also had an extra free time where we kind of just decided to to get a feel for the place and interact with the kids and just bring a bit of light and levity into their into their lives, you know. Uh, they they seem to love guests. They are so happy to see us. They came, gave us hugs. And I think although we, we did a lot of work in the garden and some kind of hard menial work, the most rewarding part was actually working with the kids from my perspective, and I, I would I would assume from my cousin's perspective as well. So what did you do? Did you draw with them? Did you play with them? Did you kick balls with them? So my, my cousin and I are both kind of very artistically inclined. Um, so I, I, there was a break the first day and we're just chatting around and the kids are coming to talk to us. There was a language barrier. A lot of them spoke Afrikaans or didn't speak the best English. But I could, we could kind of communicate in gestures or basic language. Uh, and definitely what they wanted to do was to play. And I was just 
sitting around and I sort of pick, picked up a stick, stick and sort of drawing in, an, in a little bit of a sandy patch on the grounds. And they got all excited and, and they wanted to, to show, oh, this is a track where I drew, drew a car or I drew a house. And I asked them maybe draw a triangle for me or draw something like that. So that was the first day. And by the end of that, I knew they would have enjoyed a bit more of a, either more structured drawing process or just to see us draw in on paper rather than in the sand. So the second day I, I brought a pen, some pens and paper and they crowded me saying, oh, draw this. I, I want to see a lion. And, I wanted to, and my drawings have gradually became more complex. And then at some point the teacher said, wait, why don't you come inside and teach the kids how to draw? So they had a blackboard and the next thing is, oh, can, can you guys draw a house? Just like from the basic square and the triangle. They showed us the house and butterfly. And it's lovely to see what they each came up with. I was prompting them, but some obviously had talent and, and went a bit further than that. That was very special because they all got involved. They all got like, excited about that. Some of the older kids wanted me to do like little autograph drawings for them. Um, that, that, I, that I really enjoyed. And, and Adam, the, the, you speak about the kids and the interaction and the, the planting. Um, did you, the, the plants, they are all edible. Everything that they're growing there is to create part of a food garden that is. Yes. Yeah. Did you participate in the lunch and the making of the food and that kind of thing? Um, so the first day, definitely, they wanted us to do that. They have some bean plants. So they obviously bring in. There's a, I forget exactly the charity, but there's a charity out of Cape Town that produces vegetarian food for the kids. And they obviously needed some, some flavoring for the stew. So we ended up picking up beans in the morning that, are, that is grown in the garden. And that was used in the, in the stew. In the, um, so we did participate in, in the, not so much the cooking of it, but definitely the, the kind of the picking of the plants and they had fresh, they had young fruit tree saplings that needed labeling. So we went around with the kids tying different ribbons and just writing that this one's, this one's apple, this one's um, oranges. And these ones are all different kinds of fruit trees. Um, so we did participate. Uh, one of the best things that um, the, the new topic or subject, life orientation, offers our school kiddies is the fact that they are expected to do volunteer work. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously, I mean, we we just using the um, Yakima's Harvest Centre as an example. But obviously there's so much. And the more you put into it, I imagine the more you get out of it. Just if you have any comments regarding that, Adam. Uh, funny enough, life orientation was not my favorite subject at school. I'm, I'm very much arts and sciences. Well, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed English. Um, life orientation was one I always always put on the back burner because I didn't see it as a as a kind of necessity. But thinking of what that it, the what it's trying to do, especially now that I'm out of school, uh, there's a lot of value in that program. Uh, it it needs to be possibly reined in and, and done a bit better, but uh, the value of, of contributing to the community or to different communities that are in need in South Africa, I think that's a very important idea that kids, whether they want it or not, should probably be taught to value. But I think, I think the real value of that is not 
can't come from the school. If you want your kids to really value giving to the community, that needs to come from the household. That needs to come from parents who give as part of their, their life, as, as they make an example out of it. Teaching it, teach it in school reduces it really to marks and stuff. So it can only really supplement. You can't, you can't inspire a, a desire to, 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 to give of yourself um, just from textbooks or classrooms. Well, I probably agree with you that all values probably aren't given at school, but all values are given at home. And yet there's an expectation that the school is there to provide your mm. kids and ensure that they're, you know, doing the right thing. But actually, that's not the role of the school. But um, I think, you know, I, I suppose for the average school person, um, you have to tick the boxes to do what you have to do in order to get out of school. I mean, I, I certainly felt that when I was at school. Um yeah. And, you know, LO, I suppose the, the volunteer work is also something that just needs to be done as quickly as possible to get on with what needs to, to happen. And I think South Africa, though, does have a sense of citizen one, citizens wanting to contribute. In fact, we rely on mm. citizenship to, you know, good citizens to make our country a better one. So in a way, it's a funny contradiction. And maybe you want to give your thoughts on that kind of in conclusion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like I said, maybe I didn't find value as much in the syllabus of life orientation, but getting the kids, getting high schoolers to go out and, and as a part of their curriculum to need to, to learn to volunteer, I think that is quite positive. I found my brother, he works with children at our shul as a part of uh, a children's service. And, and I think that's given him a lot of leadership skills, a lot of confidence in himself. Uh, he ended up at the leadership on the school leadership of his school, which I'm quite proud of. And I'm thinking I'm seeing this. I saw the same thing in my cousin. Yes, yes maybe he needed to do this for hours, but actually being in that environment and interacting with people, with children who come from a less privileged environment, and you can see their joy on their face, even with the most basic of interactions, just drawing with them or giving them food or singing a song. Uh, that does inspire you to go back. Um, it, it really does. Um, for me, though, I would love to see see it kind of more as a community thing. I, I'd love to see more of the Jewish community go back to places like Brackpan, where I know a lot of us came from the East Rand. Yes, a lot of us Johannesburgers. My father came from Springs, for example. And it is, I think those communities... You know, we owe it to the places that we, we've kind of emigrated or semigrated from to to at least revisit and, and give of ourselves. And, and we haven't just kind of sucked the marrow out of those places. We can we can plant some hope. We can plant some happiness and we can give value back to those places. Adam, on that inspiring note, I'm going to leave this discussion. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Cherise. It's been Thank lovely you. chatting. That was Adam Midzuk, and uh, we're talking about an article he wrote in the Jewish Report a few months back that really struck me as incredibly beautiful and meaningful, and it was about his experience of volunteering at the Harvest Project and Blessing School in Brackpan.